Hey, how's it going? Xander Fryer, best-selling author and CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here. And you are listening to the High Impact Coaching Podcast, the podcast for coaches by coaches and designed to help coaches build and scale profitable coaching businesses so that they can get to the people around the world that really need them. On this podcast, you're going to have everything from tactics, live tactics and strategies. You're going to have motivational content. You're going to have interviews with the top experts in the world in different spaces to help you grow and scale your business and get to the thousands of people that need you. It's our belief that coaches are at the front of the spear when it comes to world change. And we want to make sure that you have all the resources that you need to get to the people that really need you. So that being said, if you need our help in any way, shape or form, feel free to go to xanderfryer.com. We've got tons of other resources and support at xanderfryer.com. If you want to join our free Facebook community with thousands of other six-figure, multiple six-figure and seven-figure coaches, you can go to xanderfryer.com forward slash FB group. And if you're interested in getting our help in the short term, coaching you one-on-one or mentoring you one-on-one to scale your coaching business to six figures in the next 90 days or taking it to seven figures over the next 12 months, go ahead and check out a couple of our programs at xanderfryer.com forward slash programs and feel free to set up a quick 15 minute call with our team to see what we can dig into, find what's not working in your business and see how we can help you scale to that next level. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode. All right, guys, I'm uh, Feroz Devetra here, success coach at the High Impact Coaching Group and here with our client Kat Kieran. So, hey, Kat, how are you? Hey, Feroz, I'm doing super well. How are you? Super well. I'm doing amazing on this Tuesday and really excited to, to talk to you and kind of just get into your business. So just a little background on Kat, guys, is she does somatic work, subconscious work and intuition work. And ultimately, she actually helps people overcome anxiety and depression naturally, or anxiety naturally. And so Kat has been, you know, working with us since late last year. And it's just been amazing to see the way you and your business has really grown. And so would love to dig into that today and just see how it's been going for you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into that, before we get into, let's start at the beginning. So have you always been a coach? Did you have a life before coaching? life before coaching. I did. Yeah. I have been a coach for, um, over four years now. I did my coaching certificate at IIN. So the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And before that I did my bachelor's degree in Kamloops, Canada. And, um, it hasn't always been coaching. No, I previously to this worked in government, um, in, um, ministry of children and family development. So, really working in the social sciences kind of area. Um, and I think the whole time just knew that what I wanted to do was, was help people, was help one-on-one people live their best life, feel at home in their body and actually obtain, like get to a place where they can love their lives. They can feel joy. They can feel present and stress and anxiety just hold people back. And so I knew that I wanted to do this and be a coach. Awesome. Awesome. So just going off of that, like why, why coaching or how did you know that you wanted to do coaching? (laughs) That's a great question. I think I, you know, I hit my kind of rock bottom in 2016 and just kind of realized that a lot of the things I was doing in my life weren't, weren't serving me specifically drinking. I stopped drinking alcohol, um, in about, it was either, I think it was 2017. I don't know. It's been four years now, something like that. Okay. And I was reading a book about, um, it was called a happier hour. 
by Rebecca something. And she was writing about how she was a sobriety coach and she went to this Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I just, everything kind of lit up for me. I was like, that's what I want to do. It wasn't, I didn't want to do anything with sobriety, but I just knew that I wanted to get people to the next level. Like I knew that there were so many amazing things that you could do to kind of just feel more like you belonged in your life. And I wanted to be able to bring that to other people. So after I did my bachelor's degree, I signed up for health coaching school. And I remember feeling kind of embarrassed because nobody around me knew what a coach was. They're like, you're doing what? Like, the what? What is that? Yeah. And I started originally coaching people in the area of, of plant-based nutrition and quickly realized that I really didn't care what people were eating. What mattered to me was, was that the typically they were using food as a coping mechanism because they weren't in touch with their emotions. And so that's kind of where my quickly after three or four months of coaching in plant-based nutrition, I just thought, no, 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 this isn't for me. I need to move into kind of more what's going on inside. So that's the, the where the transition happened was just ultimately coaching the wrong thing at first. Okay. So that, I love that you, you made the mistake and you, you figure it out. Like it's not something you can figure out on paper. So I'd love to ask you, you know, going back to that time period, how did you know what to do? Like, were you winging it? Were you getting stuff off the internet? Like, how did you know what to do? Yeah. I mean, I was always winging it. I think that, you know, in, in HIC, I've given myself the name of cat, messy Kieran's action, messy action Kieran's um, because I love to take messy action. Like I think it's the only thing that you can really do is just dabble in and see what works and see what doesn't. So I was just trying things. I was, you know, had a lot of tools from my, the coaching certificate that I used and a lot that I didn't like. And so I would use the ones I liked and throw away the ones I didn't. And then I was also going to different coaches as well. So I was learning a lot from what other coaches were doing by actually being in a coaching uh, format. So whether that was group coaching or one-on-one coaching and kind of trial and error and being like, Oh, I don't like that. They did this. And I like that they did this to kind of have that mm, yay or nay, like, do I like this or do I not like this? And will this be helpful for my clients or will it not be helpful for my clients? I love that. I love that. And we, we talk about this obviously all the time because your, your middle name is messy action here, but you know, hands down, just being, I think being willing to make that mistake or make mistakes and say like, okay, this is working. This is not working. Let's cut it. And, and even if it's 50% or 10% or, you know, 5% that work, it's you take that piece and you build off of it. So I, I love that. And definitely if I had to pick one thing that's like, because how fast you've exploded, I think it's that like your willingness to take messy action. So I really want to highlight that and give you a, a virtual high five for that. <laughs> and so let, let's go to the other side. So let's go to, let's say either in that first four months or really in that first year, what was your biggest struggles? What were you really having a hard time with? Um, I think the hardest thing was, was my, my own doubt because I had a job. So I was working in government. I had a steady paycheck and kind of the worst part about it was, was that I actually didn't hate my job. Mm. And so that made it harder because I talked to other entrepreneurs that were like, I just hate my job, da, da, da. but that wasn't my issue. I liked it and made it harder to just go full-time into coaching, which I loved. And so it was a lot of self-doubt. It was a lot of how the heck could I ever make it work charging someone, you know, $600 
for a six month program, which was what I was charging people. Um, and I was trying to do the calculations and figure out, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know how many clients that is to make $3,000 in a month to make sure that I have like my basis met. <laughs> But I just, I never thought it was possible. So it was just something that I did for extra money on the side and I loved doing it. And I just, yeah, I just didn't know what to do to make it actually work. Okay. And I, I love what you just said there because that's, you're very privileged in that sense, right? You liked what you did and you weren't like, ah, I get it. You know, I got to get the heck out of here. So walk me through that. Cause I remember when you quit, but I, I want to hear from your perspective, like, be real. What were those emotions? You're like, holy crap, I'm letting go of this steady paycheck, this job that I like. Just talk me through that. Like what was going on in your head? I think the biggest thing for me was that I hate, I hate it when people, not when people, I hate it when I ever have to describe my life as okay. Mm. I hate it whenever I have to describe my life as like, yeah, I like my job. I want to be the type of person that says I love my job. And so when that wasn't it wasn't the case anymore when I wasn't able to say like, I love my job. It was just, it's fine. I knew I needed to get out. So when I finally had some successful months of, you know, I had a couple clients with HIC and was like, okay, this could actually work. And I knew that to make sure that everything could balance and that I didn't stress myself out as a stress and anxiety coach, yes. that I had to quit my job. And so that was really terrifying. I honestly remember journaling and saying, this is one of the scariest things I've ever done because it meant that's security. Like to me, having financial security means so much. And to take that leap of faith in myself was terrifying terrifying. Um, I, I just want to, I want to jump in for one second because I think this is like, this is real guys. Like people think that it's like, yeah, I'm coaching, I'm doing the stuff I love. And so they think it's only going to be joy, 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 happiness, happiness, happiness. And Kat can attest. And you know, a lot of our other amazing clients can attest that you work through a lot of shit. You work through a lot of those other emotions that people don't want to talk about but that's what it takes to go from good to great. And so, yeah, just jumping off that ledge and, and taking that commitment and betting on yourself is like, it's something that if you want to go full-time, it is something you have to do. It, it's not something that like, eh, maybe I can do it. It's not something that like, maybe I can commit 99%. If you want to be successful at this full-time, you got to take the, the cat messy action. Yeah. So how did you find, so curious, how did you find your way to HIC? <laughs> um, I wish I had a better memory to be totally honest with you, but I know what did happen. What happened was I was bombarded with some sort of ad that I went online and was like, I was like, <laughs> it works. It works. I know. and I, and I watched some sort of Xander video and thought, who is this crazy guy? Like part of me was like, well, I don't know about this guy, but there was something that drew me in and, and I had been, to be honest, I think kind of like warmed up by a few other high ticket coaching um, things I was following that hadn't kind of drawn me in. So all of a sudden Xander popped up and was like, do you want a free consultation call? And so I booked one. And as soon as I watched the, um, I don't know, uh, some video between my, my call and my, my um, deep dive with Kahal, I, I really realized like, oh, this is what I need. I need this step-by-step because I'm, I'm quite the creative. I'm very much on the opposite side, but I needed some concrete, like step-by-step. -step, this is what you need to do to get to this place. 
And that's what I was craving was this kind of masculine energy. Um, and I don't mean Xander's energy. I just mean that this <laughs> business, like HIC in general. Yeah, we had this very like, here's A, B, C, D and do these things and you will find success. And I just put all my trust into it. And I remember being on the call, you know, chatting about if this was right for me or not. And just knowing that I was like, I'm saying yes. I don't even, I don't know what the commitment is here, but I'm saying yes. I remember that you were just like, I'm hundred percent in, I don't care what the price is. So, yeah. so, yeah. you know, you, you come in and what was your goal when you started with us? Do you remember what your initial goal was? I hope it's written down somewhere, but I don't really remember. I think I wanted to get two to three clients or something in HIC. Okay. Um, and, or like in the launch program, I wanted to get two to three clients and I did that, which was great. And I think and just a little bit more than that, just a little bit more than two or three clients. Yeah, just so, a little bit more. Since so then. quickly, how long did it take you to get to those two, three client mark? Um, I think I got my first client within four weeks of the program, something like that. It was in January and I started in, it might've been three weeks into the program. And then I got, I think between January and February, I got four, I had four clients and that was within launch. So that was awesome. I think I had, I think that was right. Two to three clients, two to four clients. Yeah. Okay. And so on the other end of that spectrum, I love, you know, with the wins, but also the, the behind the scenes, the vulnerability. So what was your biggest struggle in launch? Like what was the biggest thing that you were dealing with, with those first, let's say one to four clients? Um, I think a lot of it was trying to juggle everything we had just moved into our new apartment. It was the first time my partner and I were living together. Um, I had a full-time job. I had past clients from like my other coaching, uh, my longer term coaching sessions. And all of a sudden I had to watch all of these modules from HIC. And then when I got all my new clients, I also had this, this um, silly belief that I had to create these modules, which I know Xander says you don't have to, but I felt like I did. So I was making all of these modules as my new clients were going through. And it was just a lot. And the, the, the irony behind all of it is that I was trying my absolute best to not be stressed and anxious as I taught other people to not be stressed and anxious. And that was so important to me to remain in integrity that that's actually what made me quit my job. Was that maybe even two years ago, I wouldn't have done it. I would have been like, I can juggle it all and do it all. But I know I burn out. I know that I get stressed and anxious. And so I think just the juggling of everything and making sure that your priorities are straight. Like this was a big goal of mine was to be financially free or financially independent and be able to do my own work. So okay. I just have to do it. So uh, two things that really, really stuck out to me there. So let's go. First with the time, because I think as an entrepreneur specifically, time management is always something like, man, if I only had 30 hours in this day, you know, my, my life would be so much easier. So what, like, what specifically did you do to, to combat that? Or what specific action steps did you take in that realm? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm thinking the last six months, there's been so many action steps that I've taken. So in launch itself, what I did was, um, tried my best to during my lunch breaks and my breaks at my other job, I would do HIC work. Like 
we also have to keep in mind too that this was during the pandemic. So I had some, kind of like a perfect storm in, in the sense that like no one was hanging out with each other. I had no social life. Like <laughs> it was actually, I did have that blessing, you know, blessing I put in quotations um, because I am a really social person. So I'm glad that I didn't have that kind of temptation, but it was, it, it was number one. It was like, it was it was myself and my partner. And then it was my business, you know? So I just had to do that. And, um, I think because of the, the stuff that I was teaching, it also made me feel even more grounded because I'm teaching everyone to make sure that they connect with their body, they connect with their mind and they slow the F down. Mm -hmm. And I had to consistently remind myself to do all those things. And, you know, now it's great. I've got two assistants and I've got a team and like, I am trying to slow, slow down even more because ultimately that's what I want. I don't want to be working even 40 hours a week, let alone 60 hours a week. So delegation too. I love it. I love it. So many, Ooh, there's so many nuggets in here, Kat. Um, (laughs) No, I think one other thing that I just wanted to touch on. So if you can just tell the, the clients going through launch now, so I'd love you to, you touch on this. Uh, I said, Ooh, this is beautiful. Why should they not do modules as they're just starting? If you could go back and redo that, what, what advice would you give to yourself there? Um, yeah, I would, I would say just take a lot of notes instead of doing modules. Um, the problem is that I've, it's not that I'm against it myself. I know that you guys are probably like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good because I, I learned through my mistakes. <laughs> so I have redone all of those modules. I used them twice. Yep. So if you don't want to waste time, you can, you can not do them. Right. Like that's the thing, but, but it was helpful because I got to do like draft one, draft two, draft three, but I totally read it them and they're totally different. So it really depends on the type of person you are. If you like to edit and kind of go through it, just know that you're not going to use them again. And if you're okay with that, then that's fine. But if you're Perfect. not, then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like you mentioned that the first five clients that you're going through, you're like so much like in figure this shit out mode. Like it really just is like, Hmm, do they need this? Do they need this? So I think that that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you just mentioned something else just about like time. And I thought it, and it, but what isn't really about time? It was about priority. And I thought yeah. you said that so beautifully that it was like, it was you and your partner, like you got to take care of yourself. And then it was your business. Yeah. So if you had a lunch break, it was the business. If you had this, it was a business and it, guys like it, that's what it takes. It takes that level of commitment to get to where Kat is. It takes that level of just like, I want this. I'm going to make it happen. I don't care how it's going to happen. Yeah. So I thought that you, you said that beautifully. It's not, it wasn't really about time. It was just about priority because you, me, Xander, everybody, we all have 24 hours in a day. It's just, where do we place that focus and attention? Yeah. Awesome. So, all right, let's get, let's get deep. Let's get to some juicy stuff here. What was, what was, what's been your biggest mindset shift working mm-hmm. with us at HIC? Like you personally, what's been the biggest mindset takeaway for you? Honestly, it's probably that I'm worth 3k for a coaching program. Like for me, it's, it's, I remember feeling so afraid to charge 2k when it was my first couple clients and thinking like, how is this worth it? 
even though I knew intellectually it was because I'd had clients and I knew that people were getting results with me, but it still felt, I don't know, it still felt hard for me to accept it. And so the more and more you just kind of trust that process and trust in yourself, the more I was able to go, oh, I am worth this. I am worth it. Now, the issue is that this isn't like a linear thing that just happens mm -hmm. and you become more and more trusting of that you're worth this amount of money or that your program is worth it. I shouldn't even say you're worth it, but it's, you know, you feel like it and then you don't, and then something goes right. And then you don't, and then something goes wrong. You know, it's this like yes. this roller coaster that, you know, and the thing with the, when you bring in mindset here is that you have to stay consistent with your mindset work because I have never, and I am a spiritual person. I have never gone through more of a spiritual awakening <laughs> than running my own business. Never. These last six months have been insane. I've had the craziest shifts of my life. Okay. You heard it from here, guys. If you want to be a spiritual person, don't go to an ashram. Don't go to a mountain. Start your own coaching business. You'll be levitating in six months. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> so let, let's keep going down that path because I love this stuff too. I love, you know, spirituality. I love mixing it into business. So why, why would you say that's been the, the biggest spiritual teacher for you? I think it's, you know, just like they say that relationships are a mirror into, to yourself. I think the business is as well. It brings up all of these things about like worthiness and your own commitment to yourself. It brings up your connection to other people. You're, you're, actually helping other people one-on-one -on -one or in group and all of those people are also mirrors and reflections there's so many ups and downs you know like I had three amazing months of 15k 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 and then all of a sudden June hit and it was like I went down and I was like oh my gosh my coaching sucks everything sucks I'm the worst and I went through this week of being like what am I doing wrong when in reality, I wasn't doing any of my mindset work and I wasn't actually putting in the work to make sure that I was, you know, at a place where I could call in that level of income or call in those great clients. And so I think that having these, you know, these ups and downs in the process, it's almost like, I think it would have been easier if I'd started off not doing so well, but I started off with freaking rocket ship. And then mm -hmm. when I had a quote unquote bad month at 6k, I was like, what's wrong, you know, and had to then learn that, okay, actually, no, things are coming to me. I just have to put in that work. So it's a roller coaster for us. It sure as fuck is. Yeah. So, you know, you put your hands up when you're going down the dips and it's, it's crazy because, you know, when you started, like you mentioned six months for $600, right? That's where you were. And then you get to this point where you're doing 15 K months consistently. And now a six K month feels like you're terrible. Yeah. So it's, it's learning, like you said, the, the seasons of your business, it's learning the seasons of your own mindset and how do you, yeah. How do you just deal with that stuff? Cause it, you can do every single thing, right. That's another thing that it's like, you could be doing your mindset work and your sales and your lead generation, you know, amazing rockstar coaching. And you can still have a bad month because the universe doesn't really give a crap about you. So it is very spiritual. Like it's, it is very spiritual to go through this. So all right, let's, no, I'll save that for later. That's a, that's the last question. I like, I'm going to keep that one for later. So <laughs> what would you tell a coach struggling through the same thing? If let's say they're going through those ups and downs, they've had, you know, great months or they've had some initial success and it's come back down. What would you tell them? 
Yeah, I think that I would get into a lot of like worthiness um, and deservingness kind of work um, around like, I mean, we do work in HIC that's the regenerating images and memory, right? And I think that that subconscious work is so important to just understand like, what are your blocks holding you back from calling in that stuff? So I think the the subconscious work is really important. The mindset work, the fear, like doing some fear journaling and really getting all your fears down on paper so that you can see them. And then also like, what are your skills? Like, what are the skills that you need to improve on? For myself, it was like, okay, well, you know, I need to improve on handling these, these, these calls with objections, right? I need to be able to feel confident and in my body and know that I'm not here to sell someone. I'm here to help someone. And I think that gets in people's minds a lot where they think all of a sudden they're a salesperson. And the truth is you're a leader and you're bringing them to the life that they actually want. And it's important to consistently remind yourself that you are here for service for them. It's not that you're here to take their money and run away with it. That's not what's happening. You're giving them something. You're giving them a transformation. And to consistently remind yourself of that, that's been super helpful for me to know that I'm going to be their leader no matter what, even if that means that my ego takes a shot. Maybe that means that, you know, I haven't had it yet, but I'm sure it's going to happen where someone hangs up on me, you know, but I know that I have to try my hardest to make them realize that they need to come to this place so that they can feel at home in their body. They can feel at peace. They can feel grounded. That's when I get someone on the phone, that's my job. So um, I would say just practice skills, do the mindset work, do the subconscious work, and then just trust, you know, and that's show up. Amazing. It's, it's, and this is so crazy, Kat, because pretty much everybody struggles with this. This is like the universal limiting belief. And I'm biased, but coaches are amazing people. Like, you know, they're genuinely like, I don't think we've ever had a person come to the program that's just like, yeah, I want to make money. Like I'm here to, you know, take your money. So it's funny that even with the people that are the most giving, there's still that mindset of, you know, that's that scariness, that gray area of like, oh, I, I feel like I'm taking something. And so you're, you know, you, I love this, this concept of just giving and receiving. I think that's a, a different way versus taking it's your, and we do this, Xander does this so beautifully in the, the modules, the $5 exercise, mm-hmm. right? so taking $5 and giving somebody $6 back. It's such a tangible thing that like, you're like, Oh, you're like, please give me $5 so that I can give you $6 back. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really great point. And so, okay. So I think we're, we're pretty wrapped up here. I think this has been really amazing, really helpful. So I just have, this is my last question. This is my favorite question is let's say you could go back to day one cat, right. And give her, and we'll do this either way. We can either say your first day of coaching or your first day in HIC. What advice would you tell that cat? Mm. Oh, I mean, first day of coaching. I mean, I don't even think Xander had, I don't know when his business started. So that was 2018 or 2017. Xander Xander didn't even exist at this point. Right. No, no, no. My first day of coaching, I think I would have been like, go do HIC. (laughs) Um, Because I can only imagine where I'd be if I had done it then versus now. And then if it was advice for the first day of HIC, um, I would, 
I'm not sure if I would change anything because I think that I really put my all in from day one. I was fully committed. I, I think the only thing that I could do was say like, maybe take honestly for me, maybe take a few more breather breaks because I was full on in and, and I did burn out, um, for like two weeks in March or something like that. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? This is too much. So, um, yeah, just again, it's the advice I give to all my clients, but is to slow down, um, just a little bit. If, if you're the type of person that goes all in really hard, super fast, doesn't break. If you're the type of person that goes slow into things, I would say go faster. <laughs> I love that. I was, I was going to put that caveat there because, yeah. and I know you're a stress and anxiety coach. So this is a big no, no to say to you, but I have to say it. It's, <laughs> it's good to push up against those boundaries. It's not good to do it you know, permanently, but it's, it's a really good thing to push up against that and see where that is. Because for most people, we don't really know where that is. And you said it beautifully earlier, you know, you think you grow like this, you think your business, you think your mindset grows like this, but it's up and then down and then up and then down. So if you're not willing to push up against that and feel uncomfortable and then, you know, step back and take care of yourself a hundred percent, but yeah, that's awesome advice. I mean, so, I would even say that in to stress and anxiety clients too, is like, see where the edge of your comfort zone is like play with it and then always come back to your body and go like, okay, am I safe? Is this good? The same thing goes for, for anyone else. It's like test those edges. That's good. That's healthy. We shouldn't just be staying only within our comfort zone and never expanding. We'll never grow. Beautiful. So thank you, Kat. This has been awesome. So let's say if somebody else wanted to talk to you or ask you questions, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Yeah. I mean, if you have questions about, uh, the business, you can reach me at Kat Kieran's at, um, on Instagram. Or just uh, anxiety. Like, let's say they had anxiety. They wanted to do some subconscious work, some intuitive work. What would be, would that still be the best way? Yeah. Just on Instagram at Kat Kieran's. That's the perfect way. Or you can visit my website, katherinekieran's.com. Both with K's. All yeah. right. Kat, thank you so much. This has been lovely talking to you about your business and about your growth. And we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you for logging in. Thanks. See ya.